So it's seven metres out. Australia needs to try to win the game. Cobain takes the line out. Australia trying to drive ahead. Regan again. And Larkham. Kefu. And here we are back again with another episode of the Running Rugby Podcast. You've got Archie here joined with Leo and Toby as always. And we had an interesting night um, last Saturday and a bit of a hot and humid evening up there at Townsville. Um, A little bit of scrappy play, a bit of a greasy ball underfoot. Um, Already blaming the ball. So early. <laughs> I'm not saying one team or the other. I think all four teams, neither of them stood out amazingly. I mean, we started off with the all-black spring box and you got to admit that was a little bit of a scrappy affair. We had passes sort of going behind people, people dropping the ball all over and ended up needing a 78th-minute um, penalty goal from Geordie to get the win over the, for the all-blacks here, 19-17. to 17. I mean, that's the second time in three weeks now the spring box have been beaten in the last couple of minutes by a penalty, um, they must be feeling like they're getting a bit of the the roar end of the stick here at the moment. I reckon the All Blacks would be feeling pretty roared as well. Like the the team they put out was a bit of a BC team, like mixed players in that aren't usually in their starting lineup against a good Springboks team. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, nothing was working early. It, I, don't, I don't know if it... I don't know how much I put down the greasy ball, but some of the refereeing calls early, um, penalising players, sort of changing their line as they tried to protect their receiver from like a box kick, um, you know, leaving their feet at the ruck, sealing off the ball, clearing men after the ruck, like all, the, all those technical tic-tac kind of calls that we don't often see called um, really at all like you see one or two a game if that and all of a sudden the all blacks were getting pinged one after the other after the other and i think that just disrupted their momentum quite a lot um and then kept the spring box in it but the all blacks has always just ground out um a win in the end and to be honest actually i think both teams looked really really hot bothered and tired by the end of the game which neither team usually looks quite that exhausted they, they did look affected maybe by the temperature yeah, what's with the commentators and stuff saying this was an absolute cracker? Like, I didn't see it at all. You know, like, yeah, it was a tightly contested affair, but often for the wrong reasons. There was just yeah. lack of execution um, and just stop start. Like, I really didn't enjoy this game as I thought I would. Um, in the end, I think the All Blacks deserve to get the win. And look, the box now, three games on the slide. That's, I don't remember the last time that happened. Yeah, I mean, it's not good signs. And there were ominous signs early. I think everyone sort of, when Will Jordan went over in the second minute after that big sort of Cody Taylor break, everyone went, oh, oh God, this could get messy. And it didn't actually end up going that way. Like South Africa did seem to man up in defence and they were helped with a few errors, a um, bit of an error sort of taking the high ball by George Bridge allowed um, Nkosi to get back over really quickly afterwards. And then it was just... Uh, penalty fest um, going back and forth as you said so I don't know if this helps really like clear up 
exactly how these teams fare. It'll be a much more obvious sort of assessment this week uh, with both teams sort of, well, Springboks not really much changing for them, but the All Blacks going back to very much um, pretty much an A team from there or maybe 1B sort of thing. Um, Richie not starting, but Barrett and Geordie still being there. That, that group is a much more um, familiar group from from sort of nine, well, actually not even really nine because they're starting Weber over Perinara, which I honestly think is a good decision. Um, but certainly out through the midfield, they've got their their best centre pairing. Yeah. But, you know, they haven't opted to push ALB in and, and use Rico outside. They've, they've pushed Rico out to the wing and they've put um, ALB in and kept David Havili. So that's another stamp of approval that Havili's doing a serviceable job there at 10, uh, sorry, at 12. Um, keeping Bowden in, Richie off the bench. Like this just means they can bring Moanga in for as many or as few minutes as they want, um, keep him fresh for whatever tour they've got on uh, after this. And um, I, I expect these guys will gel better. They won't have those miscommunications at the back, which, um, yeah, again, that was a real momentum shift, got the spring box back in the game. I don't think you get that with these guys um, in the back three. They, they've played together previously. Pretty fascinating as well how the, the Springboks just continue to trot out pretty much the same team every week despite the losses. And, you know, the back line's exactly the same. A couple of changes in the forwards. But ultimately, I guess maybe they just think this is their best team, um, even though they haven't been quite coming up with the performance they want or the results they want. They're willing to just keep the faith and, and push forward. And I think... You know, maybe that's a mistake. Maybe this should be a time to to give some younger guys a go, but maybe they just don't have the. I don't, I don't think know, they have the depth. All in them, I don't in the think depth. they have yeah. the depth. They haven't given some of these other players. Like, who would you? Put you in? have to would start you, somewhere, right? You, you could LG throw like Creel in if you want to do, or like, yeah. But the centers like look tired. Like they look tired in this game. They've had a big, big amount of travel, and they've lost some games. They've had to put in all eighty minutes to try and wrench them back and they haven't managed to do it. So to put out the same team again, I think fitness is definitely like fitness and just longer term fatigue setting in um, last game of the season. But because they've got such a big opponent, you know, one versus two, it's hard to do anything but put out your best team. You can't really consider this a dead rubber, even though I guess it kind of is. Not sure it sends the right message though when you got Fran staying on the bench who's just carrying about 10 kilos extra weight. Elton Yanchis, I mean... These guys are not for the future. We're not even seeing anyone blooded off the bench either. They're really going back to their their veterans. And Mornay Stain, it was the same way in the Lions series, bringing him off the bench. So, Quite Cooper. Yeah, no, but, you know, I think that's a little bit different. We kind of are the opposite, a team of such inexperience, and we brought in someone that's yeah, very that's experienced. This team has caps all over it, and yet still they're persevering with guys that are probably – a little bit past it on the bench. Um, I'm tipping they're yeah. going to be absolutely puffed at like and, 55 minutes. Yeah. I think the enthusiasm has to be waning a little bit. If they if they try really hard in that first 20, 30 minutes and don't get ahead on the scoreboard, I think that's when it will really take a toll on, on them mentally as well. And the other big difference about bringing in veterans, like you say, Leah, like we're bringing back Quaid, but the difference is we're winning with it. We've made a change and right. it's, it's had a positive change. Three, three tests in a yeah, row. Yeah, no, no, that's that's true, we, but that's all in hindsight too. Like the decision true. to do it, you don't know the outcome. 
true. And I mean, it worked for them in the Lions test, like they won that series off the boot um, of Mornay staying. But the Wallabies make it three in a row. It's getting to this feeling of making winning a habit at the moment. And Rennie's coming back in very positive light. It is Rennie's boys and getting these guys back. We saw um, Australia more or less get a pretty comfortable victory here. Um, good in defence once again, probably still leaving a few points out there. But we started early. Reese Hodge, good injection of um, just brute force going through the Argentinian back line and then some slick play from Quade Cooper, Iggy Tau, um, getting on the back of one of his grubber and then Samu Karevi contorting himself around the goalpost to get that ball down for a try himself as well. Um, and then Kellaway makes it another try and he's, he's making this definitely a habit now getting tries against or two versus the All Blacks, one versus Springboks and now one versus Argentina um, this year already. Yeah, we, we definitely looked good in defence. We I think we were a little bit um, the, the Argentinian lineout was good, and we were exposed at the front there. Like not not so much because um, not not so much because we weren't getting good grab from Leota at six, um, but we weren't far forward enough. Like our our two lift was actually looked more like a three, and the Argentinians were just going up in front. And it's such a short direct throw; it was easy to pick off, and we probably didn't adjust to that quickly enough. Um, and I think we were just generally a bit inefficient. So we weren't clinical and precise enough in our passing and running our lines that we made all the ground we should have. So it took more phases to achieve things. Um, now, it's good that we held possession and we didn't uh, give up the ball through all those phases, but it's tiring. And each time you make a pass, each time you have to set another ruck and phase again, that's an opportunity for the opposition to to counter and, and try and take the ball off you. So you, you can't do it forever. Certainly not when you're trying to score all the tries in the game. Like you, you've got you've got to be a bit more clinical and and really break down the defense quickly because as soon as you get your opportunity, you got to take it. Otherwise, your defense adjusts and and that opportunity disappears and you may not get another one for a while. So those are the things we should should hopefully um, tune up with yet another game with a similar squad. Um, hopefully, Hodge is a bit more um, solid under that high ball. He's yeah, probably not quite as good, I guess, wouldn't you say, than Banks and and some of the other guys that have to take that regularly. Um, maybe maybe we see a little bit more of, um, who knows, Kellaway defending there at the back, trying to take those balls. Um, I don't think Pattaya playing on the other wing will be asked to do that. Yeah, Kellaway very solid, I think, having that experience of fullback in the past. And I... To be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing him there for a period. If he gets on this spring tour, um, that fullback position in my mind is still pretty wide open. Mm, up for grabs. And I think James O'Connor, Rennie's kind of had, he's kind of contradicted himself. He was talking about how he's increased his pace and he was going to be a real um, realistic choice there at fullback and then went back on that and said, oh, look, he doesn't have the toe to be in that position. And Jock, I think, has made it pretty clear that he wants to play 5'8". Um, so I think that'll be a direct competition with Quaid and, and Noah if he gets back into the picture. But um, Callaway's just been super solid. Shades of Adam Ashley Cooper in that change of direction, ever reliable, great under the high ball. I mean, you can't really fault him at all. Um, so I think a really handy guy to have on the wing, even if he has to be there, he can cover fullback um, and he's got that great positional play. So it allows someone like Pattaya to roam a little bit more and perhaps chances are in the ways that maybe Marika does as well. So 
interesting to see how he goes because I think Tom Wright is just waiting in the wings to get back that starting spot if he can, if there's an injury or, you know, Marika's probably going to be back into the, you know, the, the team against Japan. But Tom Wright's got a lot of quality about him. So um, I think he'll be waiting patiently to get that next opportunity. Um, it's good to see Hodge get that early try though, wasn't it? Um, showing that he still kind yeah. of has that elusiveness because I haven't seen that from him for quite a while. Um, and, you know, he's just, he is a guy that can score tries, even though he does it in a slightly awkward fashion. He, he is good at finding the line. He always used to finish down the line on the wing. Yeah. You'd, but he he's never deceptive. really had to do that much. Yeah, like deceptively he was quick. Run a straight well. line. Yeah. Obviously, he's got the physicality to, to take some contact and still remain kind he's, of yeah, moving forward. He's a big guy. Yeah. You know, he's in a bit that top position. Heavy. But, I mean, good for him, good for his confidence. Man, he's a guy that he's got 50 caps for us. Like he's quite experienced now and he's always in the mix for that 23. So the coaches must be seeing a lot more from him in training than sometimes we get on the field, I think. Also very exciting um, when we were talking during this match or, or in the replays, um, I was getting really keen to see Darcy and Rodder in the row and that's what we've got this week. Like Darcy just swimming through malls and, and taking ball down. That's That's that extra quality you need later in games when the pressure's on, momentum shifts um, and you're under pressure on your line. If you can't take down an opposition more just by the forwards sort of kind of countering and, and pressing up and just holding it so they have to pass, having someone who can swim through and get on the ball and just kill it is such an advantage. It's like having a guy who can pilfer at a ruck. Um, it's, it's like having a, a, a back like Karevi who can just lay an absolute hammer blow on someone running in the back line and loosen the ball up. Um, mm. So that's that's something that he brings that no one else seems to have um, sort of brought consistently. So I'm really excited that he's getting his start. And I think Rodder opposite is you know, it's just going to be a really solid combination. Yeah, and I think Darcy as well in the line-out has the ability to steal and also with charge downs, he's very good at that as well. So a lot to like about him. And I think Dan McKell has really worked you know, really well with him to actually bring him to the next level for the Wallabies. You mentioned briefly, Leo, um, Rob Leoda got his sort of first start here at six. He only got four, uh, 52 minutes, I believe, um, in this game. Um, did you like what you saw from him? Do you think, obviously, he hasn't maintained his spot with Pete Salamu um, being named at six with obviously being rewarded for his good cameos sort of late in the game for the past few. Um, what do you think? I, he's, he was fine. Like I would say he was um, similar to Swinton in the lineouts. I don't think our scrum suffered too much with him um, on the blind side there, but we did we did go backwards a little bit on scrums. It seemed like they were pinging Taniella a lot. Um, so I don't know if you can put that on him. So, I mean, would you put just, him above or below Swinton then? Ah. Uh, to be honest, it's probably slightly below. Like, I don't think he had as much impact, um, but he looks he looks to be less of a, a risk factor to us as well. But it's, it's just more of the merry-go-round at, at blindside there. I just don't think anyone's really nailed it. No one's shown up and done everything right, made few errors, not been a liability, um, been a really good foil to Valentini and Hooper. Um, but you're right, the, the cameos from... Um, Pete Samu have been excellent. Like he's been like another back sometimes breaking through and, and linking up. 
with the rest of the team. Like that's a really good quality. It's it's the sort of thing that I kind of expect you see from your bench back rowers late in the game. And maybe you don't always get that from them the same way uh, as a starter. Having said that, the Brumbies did get it from him sometimes. Like he wasn't always really visible, but some games he was floating out there on the edge and, and making breaks and supporting his back. So it's great. He deserves an opportunity. And and I, I can't see an issue with rotating another guy in to, to check things out. It's a good game to do it. Argentinians haven't been that that strong. They're big, they're big strong individuals, but they're not playing that great as a team and and he can get his chance. And if all else fails, you get to bring Archie on after 40, 50 minutes. Sean McMahon is finally back. Um, so the result of this last round is um, obviously New Zealand wins, South Africa with a bonus point, Australia win, not enough to get a bonus point, needing one more try, but it does mean Australia go to second on the table on 13 points, South Africa on 11 points. Um, New Zealand way out on an unassailable lead with 24 points now with Argentina on zero. So really the only thing to play for is now second and third position um, with Australia. Uh, if they get the win straight off the bat, then they wrap it up um, and South Africa don't have anything to play for. But if they lose, South Africa could win and get back into that second position for us. We're back down in the Gold Coast this weekend. We've already had a bit of controversy. There's been limiting of the stadium capacities down to 75%, what with new sort of COVID restrictions coming in. And then we've had six of the Argentinians um, take their uh, little day trip down and they don't, they maybe can't quite grasp that concept of states. Um, I don't know if they quite have the same borders down there in Argentina for their regions, but they've crossed state lines into Byron, gone to Helsinki, and then found on the way back six of them, including um, Matera, and Medrano probably being the two biggest names. Oh, you're not, you're not allowed back into Queensland, mate. You've been in New South Wales all day. So they're looking yeah. like they're going to miss this one. They got the papers, papers, please, papers at the border and they had no papers. So they are, they are stranded. The Queensland Department of Health have come out and said, we don't offer special treatment. There will be no exceptions. Um, so we'll see if they, they stick to that under pressure because... Desma's come out and and being they pretty pointed that he's unhappy and they're getting mistreated, which I don't agree with. But um, you know, you kick up a stink and you get some media coverage. Who knows? Um, it's it's unfortunate because it's probably a miscommunication, language barrier, possibly. Um, Australia's restrictions, I'm sure, are more um, intricate and and maybe overly complex in some ways um, with state borders and different government swinging their politics around so look it sucks because those guys probably did it innocently thinking they'd done everything right and they've just now thrown a real um twist in in for their team they've obviously got plenty of players they can they can still field aside the game's not at risk um but it makes a big difference like mandrano i don't think mandrano's that great but the scrum was holding up all right against the wallabies and now they're going to put their he's a grub yeah, he's a bit of a grub. And and Matera is a leader and he's physical. And between him and Kramer, like absolute monsters um in the back row for, for Argentina. So it's nice to lose one of them, I guess, if you um if you've just got your rose colored glasses on for the wallabies. Um Kramer's still an absolute beast. He was he was a lunatic on the weekend. He was probably infringing and not getting penalized enough, but he was um having his impact. He's gonna be even more important for them this weekend as a result. So they have sure. a very I was just going to say it's fuel to the fire 
um, you know, off the back of that whole photo shoot incident and now this happening, you can just sense that there's a lot of frustration there and they've had a really tough tour. Um, I'm sure they're looking forward to getting home. Yeah, the photo sort of shoot was a little bit strange and we all sort of picked it up just looking at some of the Wallaby stories that we're seeing suddenly um, Wallabies, Springboks and All Blacks all standing around the Rugby Championship trophy on a beach up in... Back to the Tri-Nations. Yeah, and Argentina strangely not there and it came out later that travel um, schedules had changed and they had sort of meant to be there um, because it was sort of one of the few chances they would ever have to have um, all four captains in one place at the same time, which you wouldn't normally have. Um, and then they sort of decided, oh, we'll go ahead and we'll just do... Um, the Springboks All Blacks photo for their 100th test and I will do one with just the Australian captain. And then, of course, once you have all three of them there, they're obviously going to want a photo together. And then, oh, God, now this looks very bad that we've just taken out the Argentina out of this photo shoot. Um, And, yeah, just one more thing for Ledesma not to be very stoked about. Um, So the Argentinians, like, they have a very similar team other than those sort of notable exclusions um, named at the moment, still sticking with Carreras, that young fly um, Buffelli is still out there on the wing. A few sort of changes through their midfield and at fullback there with Cruz coming in there too. Um, Australia, quite a few changes. Corabidi getting the rest. Patea getting the start, as we mentioned. Pete Sanu getting the start. Sean McMahon, as we said, on the bench. Greg Holmes will become the oldest player for the Wallabies since World War II at 38 years <laughs> of age, if he gets on, um, which is a pretty incredible story if you think about the fact that he had to wait um, some huge amount of time between his first test and then his second test as well, um, a number of years. So one of the most spread out sort of Wallabies careers there as well. Um, Jock we see back again. And as Toby mentioned, Tom Wright potentially getting uh, another shot of that gold jersey. So supposedly Holmes actually um, caught up with Rennie at, at a luncheon or something and was more angling to visit training and and start putting down some hours as as a coach or in that sort of capacity, like not trying to get a Wallabies coach um, or, you know, one of their support coach positions just to come in and be around it, get a feel because he's looking to go into coaching. And then all of a sudden, next time Rennie calls him, he's saying, hey, do you want to come and train with us this week and maybe for the rest of the month? Because between Alatoa being out and um, and then losing and then yeah and then losing um, Falmasili, they're a bit thin and it's you know the Tom Robertson and Greg Holmes and these guys who've you know stuck it out and had long careers and now they're getting a, a late chance to pull on a, a fresh Cadbury Wallabies gold. I feel a bit of grief for um for Tom Robertson because he finally got himself back into Wallaby's jersey. I think his cameos off the bench were pretty decent. And now, you know, obviously he's not a specialist tight end, but I think he was doing quite well in the circumstances. And now you miss out to someone who's come in kind of casually again and, and taken one of those spots. But I, I suppose a similar thing happened with Quaid. So at this point, who knows who we'll see next, they're, Dave Dennis maybe. or Adam They're all Ashley free Cooper, jerseys, right? Like I'm sure they're just happy to get get another mm. shot because they, they know they're, well, you're they're already not likely to... at least. So it's you're yeah, in the system. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, I, I, going back to Rob Liotta, I think the selections here are a bit puzzling still with you pick him on the bench for the first South African game. You then take him out of the 23. Then he starts. Now he's out again. 
it's like quite mixed messaging, I think, for a lot of these players. And I know they want to get through seeing as many people in blindside as, as they can. But if you see, you know, there's quite a small amount of rotation in a lot of other positions. So it really does speak to the fact they're not happy with what they're seeing consistently from these number sixes. I was surprised as well that Felidi Kaito who got dropped for this game um, for Lachlan Lonigan on the bench. I thought this might be a prime thing to see if he's going to uh, start. His throws are a bit weak. I think week. Lonigan, because he's not going on the spring tour, that's a factor. Um, I think they want to get him another game before um, so who's, the world he's take off and Kaito will probably tour? be there. Lonigan, so, so yeah, there was an article about... That's right. And Wilson, Harry Wilson. So... These guys haven't had um, a full preseason with their team for some time due to either injury or um, other Wallabies commitments previous years. And so there's this thought that they're going to try and limit the, the you know, the, the kilometres on the legs and the training, which, you know, must be, you know, terrible for Harry Wilson and McWright and Patea and Lonigan who are in this squad now. Why wouldn't they be in the travelling squad? Um, to feel like they're going to be overlooked. But I think what I've read is they're being told, no, this is, this is a chance to go through a full preseason um, with your club, with your super side to, to refresh a bit because that, you know, you won't be traveling all over the place and enduring all the test matches. And probably to some degree, it's a bit of a reassurance. Like, look, we're comfortable leaving you out. We don't need to see more of you. We know what we've got and we're happy. Um, so maybe for Pattaya and for Lonergan in this game, it's one last um, hurrah. But like McWright barely featured at all, even in the French series. Yeah. So so I mean he's he's trapped behind Hooper. That's that's a given. Um, and you give up a bit if you try and get him on the bench. You end up probably I, looking I think at a six McWright two. McWright must split. know that his his time will come. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You still want to go right because right? it'd be fun with the boys. Like. Like traveling on those tours, I'm sure it's oh, yeah. a lot of fun as well as the the training that's, opportunities. Exactly, that, that's kind of why you play rugby as well, having those opportunities to go overseas and play in the most famous stadiums. And yeah, no doubt Wilson and McRide will get other opportunities. Patea is a bit strange because he's been in the system for a while, and you'd think, you know, he's had his injury problems, but you'd think that actually more game time would benefit him. Whereas I think Wilson and McRide maybe as well their physicality and their kind of the way their body is at the moment, having come in from the schoolboy system, I think they want Wilson to get a lot more preconditioned, bigger, like, yeah. more physical, you know, he's got great. Stay ball home, carrying. eat steaks. They just want him to be an absolute monster. I think both with the ball in hand and yeah. in defense, hitting rocks and stuff, which was probably something that was lacking in his game. And Fraser McGuire equally like he's a smaller flanker as, as Hooper is, um, but you're never going to play two of them. So, you know, his time will come, as we've said, but he needs to also turn himself himself into a bit of a monster over the ball. I think at international level, he's probably going to struggle with his pilfers. And the time to do it, I guess, is two years out from the World Cup, right? You wouldn't be doing this if this was the year before because you'd be really trying to cement your squad. Um, this is your opportunity to put these guys away and say things like, you know, Harry, we'd like you to bulk up a bit, but you've got to keep your speed. You've got to keep your aggression. Um, you know, Fraser, similar sort of thing. Uh, work on this, work on that. And and just put them in, you know, cold storage. Lucky Lonigan as well. Yeah, Lonigan needs story. to bulk up. He, he needs, his sort of body needs to mature a bit as well. And there's things he can work on. 
Um, Pattaya maybe is part of an injury risk, but, you know, some extra conditioning. Yeah, I feel like they might need to, like, retrain Pattaya to run or something to try and limit some of his... (laughs) He's got got to run in a way where his body doesn't tear itself apart. We've talked about this before. Vunivalu is having a similar problem. Vunivalu, you think about, like, in rugby league, Tom Trevojevic completely changed the way that he trains because he was getting so many hamstring strains and things like that. There are different techniques that they need to... (laughs) There are different techniques um, for this. So I think potentially that may be sort of in their mind. Before we keep talking about the spring tour, um, Argentina, Australia, first game coming up um, at Super at Seabus Super Stadium. Um, tips, is it going to be another Australia by 1920? I think it's an Australian by, yeah, 15 to 20. I think, yeah, I think so it's a good couple of tries. So what was the last time, 19? Yeah. Um, I think we'd like... I tweeted after the game, I thought we left a lot of points out there. Yeah. In saying that, I'm not sure we're going to beat them by 30, 40 points. So, yeah, I'd say like around 20. I think Probably a comfortable similar, similar. 20 points, but just a more sort of dominant showing would be Hopefully. what I'd like to see. So um, they're the 13 plus this week, not the All Blacks. Yeah, no other games. Yeah. South Africa, no All Blacks. What are oh, we it's, all blacks. it's All yeah, Blacks. The, the spring was exhausted. They haven't rotated. By how much? Uh, I think this is a better team. I can't imagine they're going to be as as dysfunctional relative to their normal as they were last week. Is this a 12-plus um, game this time? This, this is definitely a 13-plus, okay. not a 1-12. to um, But I said that last week. But, no, I believe it. I believe <laughs> it's going to be bigger this week. I think that if it's if it's not, you have to ask, you know, why isn't – like who's not performing? Is it – is it the nine ten? Is it is it the fact they haven't got well, Aaron Smith? You might Smith? have to look at is Perrin this a tactic think was to work that can work on the All Blacks if they again struggle against this sort of high balls and solid defense. Like I don't know. I think it's got to be take, good enough to put them up consistently too, though. Taking the pace out of the game, like the Springboks are trying to do, and they say they're not going to change their tactics, then I think it's effective against the All Blacks. But the All Blacks will continue to win. They may not win by twenty points. But they'll get it done and they'll learn, you know, they'll learn to adapt because the majority of the teams that play against them don't employ these tactics. So it's a new learning for them as well. So the other big news this week is we've just talked about spring tour players that aren't going. The probably bigger thing is some of the inclusions they're touting now because they're, we've been saying it for over a year. Um, but it looks like we're going to get players like Will Skelton back on this tour. He's indicated that he's keen to come play, they put down his name, put down Rory Arnold and as well as Tolu Latu um, as potential players to join the spring tour for the Wallabies this year. Yeah, which and then they've talked about taking a smaller squad as well. So not only not only would you have these guys in your squad, I mean, they're more likely to get a run because you're just not taking as many with you. And there's probably some costs to that um, when, when we've been seeing teams tour with the biggest squad because of the COVID risks, I guess, now. Everyone's getting double double vaccinated and, and is, you know, at worst, I guess, most of these people, unless they're really unlucky, are, are getting sick without getting hospitalised type thing. So that, that risk of losing guys for the whole month of the tour is, is lower, although it'll still be hugely disruptive if they get a couple, you know, imagine two or three or four from a particular group that spend a lot of time together all being um, down with with the bugs. So um, could be could be a risk, but... At least the chance of seeing these guys play is is higher, and you know I, I can't wait to see. I mean, as much as I like our you know Rodder and Darcy, the new the new row, 
we can definitely supplant Philip and seeing either Arnold and a skeleton in there, I'd be super excited about. Tolu will already be camped out in his car at the first training ground. He'd be ready to go. Um, get Curly I, back in there. That's yeah, and again, that's, that's the other one. That's the other thing. Does, you does have Curly to get him back. Three amigos. Fullbacks wide open. Oh. <laughs> one might have to As come long as they've the all bench. grown a bit, which they have. So you know, that would be very interesting. And this would go back yeah, to that. Ten that years thing on. I, the thing I threw to you guys a little while ago was like, imagine all the talent. We're bringing back all these guys and we may bring back more. If, if they developed into the players they, they've proven they are, even though there was rough rough start in Australia at their clubs, like the, the history of Australian rugby over the last 10 years could have been so different. It's, it's a shame if Curtley does come in now and you've got Quaid and Curtley and Jock and Sean McMahon and all these people who've, Sam McRevy, you've missed for a year or two or more, um, all in and playing well, you'd be like, wow, we've missed out, but at least we get to see it now, right? I enjoyed what post was it? And Pocock was like, do it. And then Digby was like, has anyone got a spare meniscus? <laughs> I think that was on the so Batuta good. advocate. Yeah. 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 That's right. Getting the three amigos back together. That's very good. <laughs> yeah. It just shows like these guys have such superior talent and yeah, they've gone through some tough periods, probably Curtly Bill less so in terms of he stayed on the field for the most part um, in Australia until now. Um, you know, Quaid and, and Jock, they missed a lot of games for the Wallabies. And they've come to a point in their lives now where they've realised how good they had it before and they want that back and they're willing to put in the effort and, you know, train well and, and really prepare well off the field. And it's really paying dividends now. So it's nice to see. Maybe the only guy we need to get back is Will Genier as well. Maybe he could fit in there to um, add to our halfback stocks. But we're looking pretty decent. Uh, yeah, I don't think we need that spot. Pocock out of retirement. Push Valentini to six. Bring surely Poe po- <laughs> could keep playing. He's refreshed for a couple of years now. No, I'm sure he's he too, does not he's too, up to Hooper. Too many neck roll attempts on him, man. I'd be worried if I was him, no matter how big I was. The way people used to attack him is ridiculous. They've enforced, they're enforcing it was the, that a lot. More I know, but it's the only it. weak part of Pocock. Everything is so strong. So the only like, weak part of any human. Only... Yes, we'll go for the for the death move for the like the, I mean, the final kill. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. That was the only way to get him off halftime. Um, it would be amazing to see those three boys back in again after so long and. It just goes to show a little bit of being a bit away from uh, maybe the spotlight, but maybe it is what um, the Northern Hemisphere sort of club system can offer um, a different experience. And these guys do seem to mature and come back, whether they would have matured on their own in Australia or whether it is going to somewhere there where they're a bit less of a face and a name. So maybe send all the troubled 20-year-old superstars that haven't hit it off in the first couple of seasons. Just go, just, just go to your for like a World Cup like round. Send him, send him to... He's not this a, is what he's I said about Maddox. Though. No, no, that's then, right. But, but this is what I said about problem. Maddox is like you get you get stuck in a, in a rut Maddox and you just can't seem to, to break out of it and you've clearly got potential, but something's just not right. You're in your own head. Other people are in your head. Maybe it's a coach yeah, around you. Maybe it. it's the influence around you. Maybe it's your friend circle. Who knows? But like you can go away and you at least freshen all that up. And some of the guys break out properly, and then they just they just get that worldliness and that wisdom, maturity in some way. Like that, Maddox is my prime candidate to to go away and, and come back something different, bigger, stronger, better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has a lot of potential, untapped potential, and hopefully, he's in France, right? Isn't he? I don't know which yeah, club. Yeah, I think so. But- 
Hopefully the coaching over that's decent for him. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really challenging for him. I think a lot of these other guys have been big fish in small ponds. They go over there and they're just one of the guys and, you know, no one's really paying that much attention to them. Um, but you also guys have to like be Maddox, good to get on the field. Yeah, so. the squads are huge over there in the Northern Hemisphere and you can just get, you can just sit out weeks on end if you're not really in the mm-hmm. top tier because there are 50 guys in the squad. Um, because of the European Championships and stuff, so they have to rotate things around. Um, but even I'm impressed by Curly because he's continued to play at that high standard. He's back in in that kind of Northern Hemisphere environment, and he's still performing. And I think it's really good to hear from him that he's still got that aspiration to come back to the Wallabies at some point, hopefully in the next two years, and then probably call it a day whether he goes to MLR or something. But there's still that burning desire to play for the Wallabies, which I think's it's great to hear. And name mention one name who could come back. Yeah. Gitto. Yeah. <laughs> My boy. Gitto's already back, but he's what? He's back in Canberra and he's probably looking at some sort of coaching role. Third comeback is probably a little bit hard for the Gits at this stage. If we lose Karevi, mate, he could slot very nicely back into inside center. Into 12. I don't know. 100%. He's a great 12. That was his best position. Yeah, think about some of the Scotsmen and Welshmen that are going to be putting their shoulders into him in these Northern Hemisphere games. Not to mention the English. It's not promising if you got guys like Tatu and Lange running around at you. It's not, not great. Luckily, he can't really stay on the pitch either. Undiaki. Um, <laughs> so Curly was turning it on for racing um, on the weekend. A couple of highlights from him being involved in a couple of long-range tries for them. Uh, but, yeah, let's see if we see him. I don't think it'll be this spring tour, but I dare say next year when the Wallabies um, are setting up for their international sort of window, you might see his name tossed around a little bit more, especially... As you say, if we don't have a fullback sort of stepping up, um, if Banks or Hodge haven't really taken hold of this role as yet, he'd be my pick. Other news that we've had around and um, the Moana Pacifica team for Super Rugby Pacific next year have named their coach and Aaron Major um, has taken the role for next year. And it looks like they will be based in Auckland down in South Auckland at Mount Smart for um, the next sort of six or so years, it's sounding like, till 2028, um, which is a, a little bit sad to see that it's already locked in for that sort of period of time. And But hopefully that does include a lot of sort of expedition games um, out to either, either Samoa, Fiji, Tonga, wherever they can sort of get a few of these games to take it out to the islands as well. That should do it for us. Um, Enjoy this final round of the Rugby Championship. We'll have a couple of weeks without it, so make sure you are tuning in to the Gold Coast this Saturday evening up there. Wallabies at five, Fox All Blacks at eight this week. So, yeah, I guess now if we can win, um, it'll be interesting to see how much South Africans uh, find motivation. But obviously if, if we get upset, then they will have something to play for. Might make it more of a game. And double check because daylight saving. Oh no, daylight savings hasn't started for New South Wales at that stage, will it? So no. it was a tricky one with Queensland. I got burnt by that this week with New South uh, with New Zealand going into daylight savings a week early. Uh, but there also may be an issue with COVID. There may not be a crowd at this game. 
it's looking very likely they might have to go into lockdown. I know they're trying to avoid it, Queensland or Brisbane at least, for the, the grand final for the NRL, but that's on Sunday. So whether the rugby scrapes in or not, we'll see on Saturday, but it's probably, you know, 75% crowd is still, that's still a big crowd for one of these games. And there's there's a lot of cases now floating around in Queensland, southeast Queensland. Yeah, unfortunate. Hopefully you get um, those guys get to go out and actually see that those games live because um, it may be their last opportunity for a while um, to see sort of live sport, especially if the league is um, losing their, their fans for the grand final as well. Um, but either way, it's the end of the rugby season for 2021 on Australian soil. So make sure we enjoy this um, final couple of games up there on the Gold Coast. I know I will be glued to the couch watching and hopefully see the Wallabies um, take home another win, make it four in a row. Um, another just bit of a milestone, just ticking things off the list. The Dave Rennie at the moment, um, solidifying that number three position in the world. Make sure you are tuning into all our socials at Instagram on Running Rugby Podcast and on Twitter at Running Rugby Pod and clicking and subscribing and liking whenever you listen to the podcast. We will be back next week uh, with our final wrap-up before the spring tour. But until then, keep on running. Run.